Why are you communicating with everybody the same? Taking the same tone, almost always, no matter who you're dealing with. Possibly, probably, not getting what you want all the time. Not being heard all the time. Not running the finest tuned machine when it comes to your business and your life. All of that can be boiled down to choosing to communicate the same way with everybody, which is never going to get you what you want the fastest. That's what I'm going to be talking about today. I think you're going to like this episode, and I don't want you to miss a minute. Welcome to Captivate the Room with your host, internationally known voice expert, Tracy Goodwin an award-winning speaker who has taught hundreds around the globe to make a big impact with their voice. This podcast is for anyone who wants to step onto a bigger stage, make a bigger impact, and have a voice that makes people listen. Presentation matters, and the voice is the missing link. Join in and you'll see why. Welcome to the show, everybody. I've got a great episode for you today, and I'm happy you're with me. Many of you know I'm in the middle of what I call the Birdie Stories or the Birdie Series. And I've got another installment today, probably about two more installments. I know you're waiting for the episode that I keep telling you you're going to love about the cashier woman dog trainer. But today I'm going to talk about communicating differently with different people. Now, a quick reminder I've got some cool things coming up. I've got a new short course program new live webinar training, make sure you go over to CaptivateTheRoom.com and sign up to be on the list, my email list, so I can notify you what's coming up. I've got major shifts happening in my programs and, you know, it's Q4. And if you really want to get ready to make an impact in 2023, your voice is critical. I know we're in a recession, heading for a recession. And people might be thinking, well, that's a, that's a frill. That's a, that is not something I need to focus on. I need to focus on X, Y, Z. And I want to tell you now more than ever heading into a recession or being in a recession, your voice is that much more important. And it's easy for me to sit here and say that for you to go, well, of course you think it's important. That's what you teach. We are going to discern how we spend our dollars on a whole other level, a whole next level. How I determine who you are, if I trust you, if I want to work with you, if you know what you're talking about, is through your voice. There is so much that your voice is misrepresenting about you, generally not representing you in your truest form, maybe making you sound like you're not the expert or we can't trust you because a certain sound is missing. And I want to shift to that because that's going to be critical. If I don't feel like I can trust you, if I can't connect with you, if I don't hear you own your authority, I'm going to find someone else. Now more than ever. So voice work becomes critical, which is why I created one of my new programs. It is a little bit more, maybe more tangible for some of you, but you can get into it anytime. 
where in the past, my 12 week, I've launched it only a couple of times a year. So check it out. I'd love to have you join me. I've got some links in the show notes for you. Today, I want to talk about communicating differently with different people. And the birdie story part of this, I touched on in the last episode with the fifth trainer I worked with and how she really clearly understood what was happening in the mind of a field spaniel, hunt dog, sport dog. She has a hunt dog, working dog by breed. I am going to sport train her because I don't hunt. I do live on a farm now, but she's got to have a job. And when I got this woman who had specifically trained working breeds, maybe even field spaniels, I can't remember, she understood what I was up against. Now, that's not to discredit the Malinois trainer, the aggressive dog breed trainer, the German shepherd, not to discredit them at all, but it really opened my eyes to seeing that it really isn't a one-size-fits-all. I've never coached voices that way. I've always struggled to understand how voice coaches do a one-size-fits-all. And it turns out voice training, I mean, dog training is really the same. And I I did a, I will probably do a, an, an episode on every single trainer telling me to get a, a totally different leash and harness. I've got more harnesses, more leashes, more collars. I got it all because every one of them told me something different. And it was really when the Malinois trainer told me to come and pick her up that I realized, okay, I really needed somebody that understood the working, the internal workings that drove the field spaniel to do what they do. There was something internally happening with my dog that was causing the external behavior. And I played a big part in it. Just like when we talk about the people that you gel with, the people you connect with, and then all the people, you you can't get them to do what you want them to do. They don't listen to you. They don't connect with you. They don't buy from you. That's the correlation that I'm going to make here today. The bottom line of it is all breeds are different. A Rottweiler is not a Shih Tzu, and a Shih Tzu is not a Doberman, and a Doberman is not a, a Field Spaniel. Yet we, we think about them in many, many ways the same. Oh, I get a dog trainer. And I started to really pick up on that when every single one of them told me a different leash. The Malinois trainer said, oh, you got to put her in a harness with a flexi lead. And the trainer that came after her said, that is the worst choice for a dog like Birdie. Because you're pulling against her drive. And so it was really, really fascinating to, to make the correlation and go, okay, let's look at directness and indirectness. Who do I talk to directly? Who do I talk to indirectly? And the value of the mastery of communicating to people individually according to what is going to serve them and get the most out of them is stunning. I have known many people over the years that have had Rottweilers, and I think they are gorgeous dogs. 
And every single one of them have said to me, you don't ever get a Rottweiler. You're not a Rottweiler handler. That Rottweiler would run you all around. And I, and I always thought that was fascinating. And then when I realized that you have to talk to an English field cocker with a certain tone of voice or they will get their feelings hurt, they will shut down, you will break their trust forever because they want to please so badly just how much like voice training this whole dog experience has been. If I talk to a Rottweiler the way I truly should talk to a field spaniel, I will not serve the Rottweiler the best. And I want you to think about this in relation primarily to directness and indirectness, tone of voice. I want you to think about it in relation to who does what you ask them to do and who doesn't do what you ask them to do and start to reflect on how are you using your voice with the different people? I was teaching a group the other day and I'm still a little, it it stunned me, something that someone said to me. And it was said to me with a very negative tone. And she said, why, if it's policy, do I have to talk nice to get her to do it? She just needs to do it. And it was spoken to me with probably that about that tone of voice, but a lot more words. And I was so stunned by being spoken to that way or the, and, and then followed by that mindset that I stumbled a bit for uh, you know a word or two. And I said, because... One, don't we want the most efficient team? And two, how do you want that person to feel? And if if I have angst with you, if I talk down to you, if I foreshadow to you vocally that you can't do what I need you to do, or you should just be doing it or talk to you like you're an idiot, or even talk to you direct when you're going to be better served with me talking to you indirect, how am I ultimately serving the team? How am I ultimately going to get the best out of you? And this is a mindset shift and a tonal shift that I want you to start thinking about. Because I think a lot of times we work from the place of, well, they just need to listen. Well, they just need to do. Well, this is how I, this is who I am. Crazy, this is who I am. This is how I talk to people. But I'm not going to give you the green flag. I'm not going to give you the green light on that. Because in ways, it's not serving you. You're losing business. You're losing relationships. You're losing credibility. You're losing a lot of things. You may have a lot of things, but you're losing things when you have such a rigidity about the way you're going to communicate with people and they need to accept you and the way you communicate and they need to adjust. This is, this will destroy a team. And I'm not talking about change who you are. That's what a a people pleaser can tend to do. That's what somebody reading the room 
can tend to do is change who they are to keep people happy. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, are you training a Rottweiler or are you training an English Cocker Spaniel? Because you're going to take a much firmer hand with the Rottweiler in order for them to hear you and respect you than you are with the Field Spaniel, because that English Cocker Spaniel is sensitive and desperate to please you. And what establishes trust in the Rottweiler is going to destroy it in the Cocker Spaniel. And it doesn't matter frustration, exhaustion, irritation, blindsided, at your wit's end. I realized that with little Birdie. I realized when I worked with trainer number four. And he said, look at what is happening to you internally. Look at how high your pitch was when you told her to do that. You're getting her excited. Look how harsh your tone was. It was too harsh. Wasn't too harsh as far as you're not yelling at her, but let's look at how she's going to receive what you say and how you say it. And with a dog, it's all in how you say it. They don't understand words. I'm going to do a great episode on an article somebody sent me about blind, extraordinary speakers. That's coming after this series. So maybe that tone wasn't too harsh, but the dog wasn't hearing you. She wasn't doing what you need her to do. She doesn't understand. Well, hey, Bertie, I need you to sit down because you're really starting to hurt me when you jump up on me and scratch me with your razor sharp claws on my leg. She doesn't know. That to her is, burp, 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 burp. I'm the litter mate now. So I had to really take a look at the expectations. What was I putting out and what was I expecting her to give me in return? And what were they lining up? And they weren't. And I could take that to the woman with the harsh tone and the directness and everybody needs to just straighten up. Was her expectation and her tone lining up with what she was receiving? No, it wasn't because people are ignoring her. People are pushing back against her. People aren't doing what she wants them to do. And it was fascinating when she said this to me because she was doing to me exactly what she couldn't stand that people were doing to her, not doing what she told them to do. We have to be able to stand back and take some ownership and go, hold on a minute. What is the best way through my irritation, through my reactivity, through my emotion, frustration, exhaustion, to get what I want the fastest. And that sounds really selfish, but getting what you want might be a smooth running team, might be only having to ask once. It's, it's not an arrogant thing, even though it probably sounds like it and feels like it for me to go, well, I want you to get what you want. Well, that might be a sale. That might be to serve. That might be to give someone a benefit. That might be to get a team member to believe in themselves. And it all goes back to, can you step back and see how to best communicate with them? There's all these different 
personality type tests out there. There's colors, which is one of my favorites. There's Enneagram. There's, oh, by the way, I'm doing with a former student of mine. She's an Enneagram specialist. We're doing a, a program coming up for mothers and teen daughters. It's really cool. Be on the lookout for it. DISC profile, and we can go, oh, okay, you're a high D, you're very direct, or you're low D, you're not direct at all. So see, I'm very low D, but I'm very direct. It's a skill I have trained myself to do. But I can look at any of those, just like I can look at Rottweiler versus English Cocker Spaniel, and I can go, okay, I've got to talk to this one with a little bit softer tone. And I've got to talk to this one with a little bit harsher tone. I know really indirect people and being very direct or harsh tone with them is going to shut them down. I know very direct people that if I meander around, they're going to lose their minds. And I was just at a teaching at an event uh, mastermind this last week and somebody brought that up. I was talking about people pleasers and and indirectness and and this person said yeah but there's two sides to this that direct person like me that has to deal with the indirectness can be crazy absolutely so i can look at you and I, and i can go oh okay you're direct you are a bottom liner this is what you're after this is how i'm going to communicate with you but then there might be somebody on your team that's a little more indirect there might be somebody who is a colleague of yours that gets their feelings hurt really easy. And you could right in this moment have the thought, well, they need to get over it. Okay, maybe they do, but do you want what you want the fastest? Are you going to wait until they get over it? Because they may never get over it. Years ago, in the early years of doing this work, when I was moving out of primarily dialect work, Psychology of the Voice hadn't been born yet. I was brought into a number of organizations where somebody, usually one person, was all torqued out over the way people spoke to them and was wreaking havoc in the office. The major university I went to is a major department in a major university, and one person was wreaking havoc in the whole place. And I did the same thing in a smaller business, family-owned business. One person shutting down the whole deal. Everybody's on eggshells. Nobody can function properly. Nobody can get things done. We had to shift how they were dealing with this person. So that in turn, this person would shift how he or she was dealing with them. You cannot be expected to execute something we've never been taught. And communication and voice is not something we've ever been taught, yet it is the most powerful tool you can work with. If you listen to episode one of this series, you heard me tell that Warren Buffett has just said, I will put my money down on the fastest way for you to increase your revenue over your lifetime is to work on your voice and communication. And he's right. So maybe your ego's in the way. Maybe your stubbornness is in the way. Maybe your rigidity is in the way. And you don't want to adjust how you're talking to Judy because Judy's difficult and Judy's a nightmare and Judy's been a problem. Okay, that's a choice. 
but you're going to push and push and push and push when there is ease available to you. I can work with the Rottweiler a certain way if I choose to do so. I could be a Rottweiler mom. But what comes more intuitively to me is to be an English Cocker Spaniel mom. But I can do both. I have both in me. And so I can talk to a direct person. I can talk to an indirect person. I can have a go-go gadget tone, or I can have pull tone with different people. I think about my assistant. She's great. She's great with my go-go gadget tone. She knows that when I am talking to her, it is like moments, moments in between clients. And I've got 42 things on my mind that I need to fire off and we need to get them done. And she doesn't take it personal at all. Where my last assistant, I really had to learn to pull back with her because she always thought I was mad. I was never mad. I was just go, go gadget mode. Let's go. We got this, 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 this. Is this done? What's up with this? Why wasn't that done? Can we check on that? And I had to communicate differently to her. So we all have intuitive ways that we communicate. But where the real magic happens is in being able to stand back and go, I think this is the best approach for this person. I think this is the best approach for that person. And I've had executives tell me in the past, Tracy, I don't have time for that. And my response to them is, you don't have time not to. Because you're not going to have to ask five times anymore. Literally, I had an executive say to me the other day, it's been a couple of months. He said, I'd like for you to look at my fifth email that I sent. And it trickles over, voice trickles into emails. And I said, fifth, I want to see the first I want to know why you got to five, because if you got to five, you're not communicating the right way. They're not hearing you. They're shutting you off. They're making a decision that they know what you're doing. They've decided it's not important. They think you're indifferent to it. They've decided it doesn't matter to you. Why did they make those decisions? Because of the way you presented it. Just like my tone of voice can make my English Cocker Spaniel feel like she has let me down and disappointed me and that trust is over or not. I get to choose. I get to choose kind, gentle leadership with her where with another dog, I might choose something more firm. But we have to be able to choose. We have to have the techniques in our bucket to go, okay, this is where I need to go there. This is where I need to go there. And this is why I spend so much time teaching this to people. Because it's not intuitive. It's not automatic. You use your voice according to your noise. And that's why in psychology of the voice, we have to eradicate that noise first and foremost. Or you're not going to be able to to do this that I'm talking about. You have to do the internal work because the noise is calling the shots on what's coming out externally. And I can give you technique all day long, but until we look at those stories, you're not going to be able to navigate people to the best of your ability in the best way that serves you both, that serves the team, that serves whatever it is you're doing. And we could even apply this to sales. Are you rottweilering your your potential customer or are you field spanieling them? 
And which is the best choice? Or is it a blend of both? Or are you hammering along the way you always do because that's what you do? One note, not realizing they have an aversion to that note, not realizing there's no melody in your voice and so therefore there's no trust, not realizing any of that. This is the most important work you can do, whether you're managing a team, whether you've got colleagues, whether you're running a business, whether you're selling something and everybody's selling something all the time, we've got to be able to go, okay, Spaniel, Doberman. Okay, Doberman, Shih Tzu. Okay, Shih Tzu, Dachshund. Okay, Dachshund, Malinois. And when we can do that, people want to listen to what we have to say. And we inspire people to use their voice. And that's what this work is all about. That's what it's all about. Bringing the best out of everyone. Okay. So that's it. I'm going to wrap it up there. I want you to think about, are you a Rottweiler? You communicate best direct or indirect? And how can you blend? How can you blend them? If you want to learn more, Make sure you check out the upcoming webinar. Or maybe you just want to go straight and look at my new short course program. Maybe that is going to really influence you. Maybe that is going to really make you be able to stand in power and navigate all the different people and get more of what you want faster, which is what it's all about for me. All right. So I hope to see you there. I've got a couple more in this series and then we're going to move on from here. Thanks for listening to Captivate the Room with Tracy Goodwin. You can reach out to her at captivatetheroom.com and be sure to grab The Voice Formula, a free video series that will help you start making a bigger impact with your voice today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes. 